Are we recording? No, too much, too much, too much, too much. Hey, everybody, welcome to Ducks Watch Together. I'm Josh. Hey, everyone. And welcome to another exciting episode. I'm Kylie. And on today's episode... I never get to greet them also. Sometimes I also should greet them. We talk about... <laughs> penguins. You are welcome to greet them anytime you want to greet them, Kylie. Like, in the middle of the podcast? Apparently. Like, hello there! Yeah. Yeah. Hello there, children! The more this goes along, the more I'm like, no, we have an intro, and you're like, yeah, but let's just roll and do it. <laughs> Kylie, before we started recording, like, moments before we started recording, you were, you had a wish what was your wish that you had? <laughs> to feel passion for this podcast again? Kylie, I think it's coming soon. I have a feeling. Yeah, the we, detective's at the door. The detective is, is here. Before that, we gotta figure out what happens after, and so it'll all be fine. Everything's fine. Yeah, right? I'm not worried. Fine. I'm yeah. not worried. Yeah, especially for Spider-Man. He doesn't have another movie coming out. It's yeah. all good. What? It, like, that That would be, like, the real, like, that would, like... Somebody, okay. I would respect Marvel so much if that was all fake. We, like, they were like, hey, Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal. You want to be part of the greatest April Fool Day's Fool That would ever? be amazing. One of my students, when we were talking about this the other day, one of my students was like, okay, but what if Far From Home happens before, before. Endgame? And, like, he's still dead. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I want them to pull that move. Yeah. Sorry, spoilers for Infinity War if you haven't seen it yet. That would be... Right? Like, oh. I was like, huh, like, way to, way to pull, the, but like, wouldn't you tell us that? You should tell us that up front if that was a true story. Like, hey, this is a prequel. So then we're like, oh, okay, well, he may or may not. Kevin. Kevin. We need to talk about Kevin if that's we the case. We need to talk about Kevin indeed. <laughs> um, but Kylie, I think I feel you a little bit. This this run of films in April, outside of the special episodes that we've done, Missing Link is it's it's been Shazam. A, it's been a rough time for movies, and I guess lots of people were excited about Shazam. Dumbo. Oh, Dumbo. For us, we had a pretty good. I think that was a pretty good episode. Us, yeah, forty-two. That forty-two. Forty-two was a fun episode, but that's because yeah. we had a gimmick. Yeah, you weren't here for Captain Marvel. <laughs> You had a good time with Captain Marvel? Yeah, we did. Yeah, there you go. Alright, so it's just been like three I feel like this is when I'm like, I haven't liked a movie in like two months. And you're like, you liked the last one we talked about. <laughs> Josh, remember when we did like an entire like three weeks in a row and it was just movies you loved? <laughs> yeah, but I hated this one, so. One of the things that happened, like... The time that you did that, it was because we recorded ahead, I thought. And oh, I was like, yeah. I was like, no, bro, Goofy Movie, it's coming out next. And you were like, we recorded it six months ago. <laughs> Do you know what Guava Island is? Yeah. Is it, have you seen it? No. Oh, you brought it up. You talked about this. Yeah, from what I know about Guava Island, which I'll probably spend 55 minutes on it, which is how long it is someday. Oh, okay. Um, it's Donald Glover's new f film. And it is basically, um, he's repurposing some of his music to tell a story, a socially relevant story about oppressed workers on an island. And then it's also vaguely a musical, but that's mostly because he uses his music. It also co-stars Rihanna, in which Rihanna- And? Rihanna? No, oh no, and? Uh, um, Shuri, uh, Letitia Wright. Mm -hmm. And- Of Ready Player One fame. And of course, Yes, yeah. And, like, Rihanna doesn't get to sing. There's one in particular which I need to watch before I can form an opinion on, but from what I've, what I've heard on other podcasts I've listened to is the issue is there's a whole scene where, like, Donald Glover sings and dances, like, while Rihanna just watches. And you're like, but you have Rihanna. What are you doing? And my argument was... He also sings, right? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> not my argument, my rebuttal. Yeah, I can, we can. I can talk more on Guava Island after I've, I've 
taken the 55 minutes. Yeah, but it just has been popping up on Letterboxd a lot. And it I has. Just, I just now clicked on it. Yeah. So, Josh. Yeah. We are here for you. We're here for me. We are. Yeah. I'm just going to was... say something. We're canceling your birthday movie because I'm kind of sick of them. You're kind of <laughs> sick of them? What did we do last year? Fate? Was it Fate was last it Fate year? Fate and Furious? Or was it t- maybe? Fate? Yeah, that sounds good. When yeah. did Fate uh-huh. come out? It, I think that was on my timeline as, like as of this week. That sounds like a 2007, yeah. though. Yeah. Fate of the Furious, 2017. I don't, I don't know what we did last year. My calendar is year. gone. Oh, man. Who knows? It's the middle of April. Yeah. Oh, you know, we probably did Avengers or something. Well, like Avengers was the end. It would have been this week before Avengers, which I don't remember. There was a Goofy movie. Is that what we did? No, it was a summer thing. Okay. It was like uh, last. I don't know. Well, it's okay. I'm sorry. Fate of the Furious and Penguins. <laughs> like, I have a real type. You're canceled. Yeah. <laughs> I will tell you that... You have a real type? Yeah. What's the type? uh, Movies with slightly problematic masculine point of views. Movies that you were hyped for and then I feel like you were disappointed by. Ooh, that's a good theory. Yeah. My birthday never really brings out, like, good birthday jams. Like, April's a weird yeah, dumping ground. You're, you're, yeah, April sucks. I'm yeah. just going to say something. No, no worries. The only strong month from... January to April is February now. Because yeah. February is like... Do a, you realize... Sorry, go on. It's a better month now for some reason. Yeah. Um, but then everything else is just kind of like, ugh. I know we had Captain Marvel and we got us. But other than those well, two major of, yeah. major motion releases, uh-huh. was anything like really like, yeah... I mean, you love the kid who would be king. Yeah. But I don't think you are going to stand up to Thanos and say, no, this will stop you, and you hold up a DVD of it. Yeah, but if he watched it. He would. I no, feel... <laughs> no, but if he watched it, he would understand that, No, like... I feel like Thanos and I would be on similar wavelengths. I think he would be like, at the very least, he'd have some more shenanigans with his glove. He'd be like, oh... This is how I need to work. Wow, he would kill so many people that he, way then. Listen, okay. We're down to like a sixteenth of the original population. He doesn't, like every time he snaps, it like he can do whatever he wants with the glove. Oh. He has to mentally think about it. And what he was mentally thinking about was random genocide. So can he be like, enchilada? Yes, and then everybody <laughs> in the world is an enchilada. Oh, wait, no, he just wants one. Well, enchilada. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. But he's not a monster. He'd make the whole taco truck and pay for it. Does he have to make the workers also? Yes. Josh, you know Forky. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like that might be a Forky situation. (laughs) And I... When I started watching the Toy Story 4 trailer, I was like... You mean the Toy Story 2 trailer? Nope. The Toy Story 4 trailer, I was like, oh, Forky... I'm so interested in this character. I relate. Good. I why? Think why was I created? Good. I think he's gonna be like the co-lead of that film. And then uh-huh. we stop focusing on Forky and his quest for his uh, life and like his purpose. And then we have to go back to Woody. And I'm like, Woody, we've gone through this so many darn times. This exact storyline, even. <sighs> I've heard this theory a lot about the Toy Stories. That apparently Toy Story 2 and Toy Story 3 are quote-unquote the same movie. I just don't see it. Like, I think they're, they're, like, I get it, like, but in that case, then 1, 2, and 3 are the same movie because they all have the same plot. Yeah. Get lost, get back to Andy. Yeah. So, I just don't understand the argument that, like, 2 and 3 are the same movie. There's... An entire well, difference. Because on number one, Woody's not alone. Okay. He's got Buzz with him. He, and then on three, <laughs> he's got the whole gang with him. No, the whole gang's at the daycare, and he's, like, with Bonnie. Briefly? I've only seen this film once. Like, oh, I, I can't... Fair enough. The thing that I always think about is the the villain. The villains, to in my opinion, have seen of having seen it once, are similar. Yes. In the case of, like... They are toys who were, so one was, I don't know if he was ever loved. 
I don't think anyone ever I loved. mean, he was loved in the way that a collector loves a toy. Yeah. And then, yeah. like, Lotso Love was, like, replaced in love, yes. blah, blah, blah. So it's like the rejection of love has caused them to want everyone else to feel that same rejection of love or blah, blah, blah. I get that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Woody, yeah. Woody's... Woody's the biggest difference because, like, from what I remember of the third one, is he is he's like, no, everyone, it was all a mistake, and yeah. everyone was like, you know what, Aunt, you know what, Woody, we've been with you for all these years, and yeah. we just don't believe you yeah. anymore. We're tired of your <laughs> nonsense, Woody. It's I think the big crucial difference is is that it is Woody trying to get back to Andy. Whereas it is the toys as a group trying to get back. And I know that is a very small difference, Mm -hmm. but it creates a different emotional stakes and a different set of emotional journeys that we go on rather than one person trying to decide, do I need to return? It is an entire group trying to get back together. And I just, I feel like that the point of two and three are very different, you know? And so that's just why I, I don't know, I, I disagree with the argument that says, Two and three are the same movie. I feel like two and four might be the same movie, but four. Why can... not like one and four? Hear me out. Okay. Hear me out. Okay. So, Woody hates Forky. Well, yeah, yeah. Just like he hated Buzz. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And now they're going on a misanthrope adventure together. Uh, and I, I mean, Woody might not be as jealous that he's not Bonnie's favorite toy. Yeah. Like right? he's, he's learned that lesson. He's finally got that one done. Or he looks at that and he's like, "You're a fork. She's gonna get real tired of you fast." Yeah. I have yeah. like no competition. Yeah. <laughs> Arrogant Woody's back. Yeah. My favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> see, that's just we need. We need a villain. I don't like the villains of this of this new Toy Story. They freak me out. Other oh, note, yeah. Josh. Yeah. Too many living doll movies coming out. Yeah, we've got Toy Story 4. Uh-huh. Uh, Chucky reboot. The Child's Play. Uh, isn't there... There's a third Annabelle. Yep, Annabelle 3, the next week. Uh, are those, like, back-to-back? So, Toy Story 4 and Child's Play come out the same day. Jeez, Hollywood. <laughs> well, I always found... I always, like... I always chuckled to myself of, like, <laughs> both of those boys' name are Andy. <laughs> in that film um yeah is there more no three is too many three is too many I just didn't know (laughs) if there was more um I saw the the not Conjuring 3 Annabelle 3 trailer uh huh um it doesn't look like the Warrens are the main character which is weird because isn't that movie about her going back to their house I'm basing this solely on the title and the fact that they're in the Annabelle cast. comes home. Yeah. So here's what the trailer said. Okay, everyone close their eyes and let's all imagine. Okay. We have Miss McKenna Grace. Uh-huh. Oh, she's back. She is. She plays the daughter. Oh, okay. Who knows what happened to that first daughter? Do- well, she's probably too old now. Yeah. Fair <laughs> okay. Maybe it was McKenna Grace. Maybe she died. Um, oh, so <laughs> Things happen on sets all the time, Josh. I had a pitch for Quentin Tarantino... But he would have to not make the current film he's making or made, and he would have to change it and do this new film. But okay. anyways, <laughs> we're getting off topic. He's only got one more film left, apparently. Uh, no, I got... Well, like, see, he if he doesn't make this film... <laughs> <laughs> Just scrap it. Don't worry, Quentin. We never saw the trailer. It's fine. You want to finish this, then go to your Quentin page? Yeah, okay. Yeah, great. But yeah, I need yeah. to look at the guy's name while I think about it. Okay. So, um... Okay, so it's McKenna Grace with a babysitter. Okay. And the Warrens, like, put Annabelle in the case, and they're like, well, this basement's creepy. And then they walk away, Uh and they're they're not seen until the end of the trailer. So... Oh, okay. So, case number one. It's a big reveal. Yeah. Number two. So, we get these... We get the babysitter. She's this generic-looking person, and... McKenna Grace is like, don't go into the basement. Like, do you not know my parents are like crazy and they're into all this stuff. <laughs> and the babysitter's like, and they thought to in. like put it near me as a child. <laughs> so Warren, the Warrens, good paranormal hunters, <laughs> bad parents, bad parents. That'd be um, great, yeah. <laughs> which is interesting because those films are all about like their family and their marriage and yeah. then spooky stuff. Yeah. Um, the babysitter goes downstairs and touches everything. Okay, which like, you know, if you're babysitting for some demonic 
possession people. Uh-huh. Uh, me and the kid, we're going roller skating. We're yeah. not hanging out in that house. Yeah. Uh, so she touches everything. And then I stopped watching the trailer. What an idiot. I stopped watching the trailer because Annabelle, the uh, aesthetic of it freaks me out. Uh-huh. Um, and I knew a jump scare was happening. Do you think this is like an Annabelle <laughs> Nun Lyrona team up movie? Uh, you're forgetting the Crooked Man. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I forgot the crooked man. Um, so they're all so like she touches everything. The dog gets out of the case. I don't know how the dog gets out of the case. There's a jump scare. Ooh, can I can I tell you? Click. Uh, I you yeah. know I, you never see Annabelle move, but you see occasionally a spooky face jump out of her. Um. What do with was... that statement what you will. Okay, fair. All right, fair. Um, and then like it looks like the babysitter goes home, and then she's haunted by Annabelle, and like uh-huh. there's this creepy little girl who's always like, "Can I play with your doll, Annabelle?" And she's like, "Get the heck away from me, ghost child!" Or she should. Well, why don't you just say yes and then run away? Yeah. Well, and then I don't know. Like, it looks like it's McKenna Grace and this girl fighting the demons, and not the Warrens. Oh, uh, well, maybe the Warrens will surprise us. Yeah, it, it, it looks like too much. Too much. It looks like they're going to fight every single demon in the basement. Well, um, the La Llorona film is likely going to win this weekend. Wow. It's a slow weekend, but like, it's Breakthrough. likely going to win. Yeah. Good job, Linda Cardellini. Yeah. Could she somehow miraculously be in back-to-back number ones? This is me theorizing that she might pop up for a scene in the game. Oh. I was like, I was like, oh, I think she's in Shazam, Josh. Yeah, La Llorona is uh, is gonna beat out Endgame. She <laughs> might show up in Endgame. We don't know. We do not know what will happen. Um. Okay, I gotta look up this guy's name. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you look up that guy's name. Cause I'm gonna I'm gonna get Quentin on my side. Do you know that our schedule will be slightly different next year? Why? Because the Oscars are moving up three weeks. <sighs> They're on, like, February 4th? Something along those lines. Like, they are early in February. Cool. That's fine. Yeah. I don't care. I do. It's. It I don't care in a bad way. I'm like, good. I guess make the season shorter. Mm-hmm. I'm just hoping that the films... So we usually spend, or I usually spend January and February catching up from 2018 movies mm-hmm. or the year before movies and because they're not available until then so the less time in front of the Oscars means like the less time that I have to prepare for that event so I'm hoping that there may be more films released a little bit earlier so that I can try to watch them in time for the event and the ceremony and not having to catch up mm-hmm. after the Oscars as much alright Josh yeah. You know, you know, I know how you like old Hollywood. I do like old Hollywood. We're going to go back to the 20s. Okay. Okay. I'm going to say a name. I want you to thumbs up or thumbs down if you know who they are. Okay. It's director William Desmond Taylor. <laughs> Listeners, that is a firm, like, three-fourths Maybe? up thumb. I know director William Desmond Taylor. That is a name that's familiar. <laughs> yeah, I can know. I... I can guess he's a director yeah. Can I tell you a project he's worked on? Sure. I oh. can't. <laughs> I can't yet. But I know that the name is familiar. Okay. So, what the most significant thing about him for what I want to do with Quentin Tarantino is that Quentin Tarantino has used a technique and popularized it for American audiences because American audiences don't really watch a lot of foreign films, uh, which is like non-linear storytelling. And he's probably one of the more popular versions in film bro culture. Has he used non-linear recently? Kill Bill's last one? Um, in some ways, uh, Hateful Eight uses non-linear. Oh yeah, okay. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... I kind of forget that film exists often. So the, so William Desmond Taylor is this director in the 20s in Hollywood. Uh-huh. Uh, which I think Quentin Tarantino loves the scum and villainy of Hollywood. Yes. So he's like, this will be a perfect place to set it. And instead of us focusing on Charles Manson, uh-huh. why, why don't we investigate the murder of William Desmond Taylor, who has, the killer has never been discovered. There is 
is a whole, you must remember this about this. This is why this one was, okay, great, okay. So, there are about eight suspects slash witnesses and things. So, Mr. Nonlinear Storytelling Man, I, I don't know if you want to make a definitive, like, this is the killer or not, which I recommend that you do not, but what he can do with this film is nonlinearly show the perspective of all these characters like as why they may have committed this murder and whatnot. And I think that this, this case is so far... Maybe it's not even this case specifically, but something of this nature where he, we can remove ourselves from it uh, from a cultural sense and we can watch it and be very interested. I like this. Thank you. Yeah, this is solid. All right. Well, yeah. if anyone wants to tweet this at Quentin Tarantino, yeah. let me know. <laughs> I mean, you don't need to. Quentin's listening. Quentin, if you want to just cancel Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, feel free. Um, <laughs> can I tell you that based on the trailer for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood that either the Manson murders are background uh-huh. or they are hiding the fact that it's about them for some reason. So the only thing, the reason why I was also like, maybe it's background is because there's only one shot of someone that looks like Charles Manson. Yes. Like the trailer is not like, this is about Charles Manson. Yes, I agree with that. The other thing that I then found out was that, um, ooh, her name escapes me. Harley Sharon Quinn? Tate? Yeah, it's played by Robbie. Uh, Margot Robbie. Mar- Mar- oh, yeah, Margot Robbie. And Margot Robbie is the third bill in the film yeah and so i don't know if that's because she's a main player or if because like i wonder if what that means is is that um it might be and i would hope this is what the film is is examining hollywood for what allowed Mm -hmm. the manson murders to exist in that ecosystem i don't know if i give tarantino that much credit but well, he's listening. I mean... He might not take my idea. <laughs> sorry, take Kyle's idea. It's good. Um, with that being said, I what I don't want is I don't want him to do something similar to Inglorious Bastards mm-hmm. where he rewrites... Rewrites history. History. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was something you were saying. Oh, when you were talking about Annabelle... Three uh-huh. and the Warrens. Uh-huh. Do you know the real Lorraine Warren just recently passed away, like this week? No. Yeah, I don't. I, don't, I think it was just a kind of like of old age, pretty much. But mm-hmm. yeah, she passed away. Her husband passed away a little while, like that back ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. Friends, if you want to answer, <laughs> if you want to chime in about any any of these topics. <laughs> These will be your inquiries at the Half Fortnite Squared. You can do so at friendofafriendpodcasts.scorespace.com. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. Leave us a five-star review or any star review, as well as hit that subscribe button. Ding, ding. You can, that helps us get new listeners. You can also find us on Facebook at Friend of a Friend Podcast. And now on with the show. All right. We're here today to briefly discuss penguins. And this is going to be probably, hopefully, our last in our... Uh, short review series that I'm just naming now because we've been seeing a lot of films and I don't think we have a ton to say. I'm gonna, can, I, can I tell the listeners what's happening in the next two weeks? Yeah, what's up? Like, I, we've padded it out that there will be two episodes on Avengers mm-hmm. and then the following week will be two episodes just on superhero films. Okay. And then we'll go back to the regular ordeal. Yes. But like, we're gonna have some long-winded discussions so we got cut in half. And then... We're going to have a 17-hour podcast all on Detective Pikachu. Um, Why don't we break that up over, like, six? Well, no. Like, just one a day. <laughs> just... <laughs> like, first episode, the history of Pikachu. Well, I haven't told you Second yet, episode, Ryan Reynolds. But we're not. Third episode. Oh, so we're like, we're like. Justice Smith. We're like, blank check. Yeah. Griffin yeah. and David. Yeah, Absolutely. I'm really excited for the Justice Smith uh, <laughs> retrospective. Where we're very much like, do we like this guy? So he was in Fallen He's Kingdom? He's in Fallen Kingdom. You don't like him in Fallen Kingdom. Uh, it's a true story. But this trailer, I'm, I'm on board with him. Sorry, you were going to say something related to... We were like Blink Check when yeah. they did the Star Wars stuff. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Only with Detective Pikachu. Yeah. It's important. We got Listen, Kylie, we got to suss out all the Pika clues. I have... We got to do it. I, you know, there's one... There's one episode on our list right now that I think that I won't have too much to say, like too much enthusiasm, uh-huh. but there's someone else here to pad it out. Spoilers. 
Um, uh, then we have a blank week, uh-huh. <laughs> and then we have Rocket Man, uh, Dark Phoenix. Uh, I don't know if we're gonna do I don't that. Know if that's gonna make it, but we'll try. <laughs> Uh, Toy Story 4, but you're gone sometime, but it's going to make it sometime. Yeah, we'll have to fill something in there. Spider-Man, Lion King, Hobbs and Shaw, Artemis Fowl. These are not for surezies, a lot of these. But some, some of, of them, them are. are. Yeah. Uh, Rocket Man and Detective Pikachu are the only ones that I'm going to fight on this hill yeah, for. Yeah, no, those are on the, that's on if the If you don't want to do Dark Phoenix... <laughs> No, I we'll do X three. We'll do X three. Um, we'll just do a review of all the attempts to adapt the Dark Phoenix saga. Um, no, the one that I'm like, I don't need to do that is probably Hobbs and Shaw. Well, but but I mean, but we've I, done the. Whole, it's like when Spielberg makes okay, a film, Josh. all right, okay. We're doing Fast and Furious presents Hobbs uh, and Shaw. Is this gonna crush your soul? No, it's that's, not Aladdin. Yeah, that's why Aladdin's not here. Yeah. I don't want to crush your show. The Lion King will probably be on here. Who knows? Yeah. You know, we have to make our summer calendar is what we have to do at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Which I thought at one point I had a pretty good layout and then I just kept looking and I was like, there's nothing good. Yeah. That's why <laughs> ugly dolls, okay? Oh my gosh, Josh, we're not doing ugly dolls. We're not doing ugly dolls. No worries. But number five, most exciting film of the summer. I don't know what one through four are Josh, yet. Josh, I have ten films. Okay. I have ten films on my letterbox uh-huh. that I was like, oh, I'm pretty excited for these. What, what are they? Uh, I'm getting there. Okay. Gosh, can you calm down? I'm so sorry. Yesterday. Okay. That is Danny Boyle remaking uh, Across the Universe. Okay. All right. That wasn't a good film, so he can do that. Yeah, no, fine. Yeah. The Kitchen. That is... Andrea Burloff. Okay. Making a... Uh, looks like, an, a, like a mobster film oh, starring okay. Melissa McCarthy, Tiffany Haddish, and Elizabeth Moss. Alright, okay. Um, I a, got Stuber. Ah, yes. Stuber. <laughs> Classic. Nothing more needs to be said. Yeah, 21 uh-huh. Bridges. Brian Kirk is doing... Sorry. No, I was going to ask about... Brian Kirk is doing a NYPD detective film starring Chadwick Boseman. I'm pretty sure Chadwick Boseman is playing an original character, and it is not... Wait, it's not based on a cartoon or a real person? I don't know if I've ever seen I'm pretty sure it's at least not a real person, (laughs) so he's not biopic man. Okay, listen, I have seen him play maybe an original character. I don't know if it's original. I can't remember. So he was in um, Gods of Egypt? You know what he's in? Draft Day. (laughs) Oh, he is in Draft Day. There you go. You don't know if the character in Gods of Egypt is an original character? There's a good chance it's not. I mean, fair, but you never... No, I just don't mean, like, is Gods of Egypt based on, like, some comic property that I'm not aware of? Or is it just based on Egyptian lore? Up next, Midsommar. Oh, okay, uh uh-huh. That is, uh... Hereditary. Ari Aster. Uh Uh-huh. Doing another horror film. I put Spider-Man Far From Home. Oh, there you go, okay. Because Tom Holland. Because Tom Holland and Jake Gyllenhaal. I know. He's like number five on my favorite actors list, but yeah. I'm like, I never needed him in a superhero film. Well, he's finally in the Spider-Man film he always wanted to be in. Ad Astra by James Gray. Oh, that's a good one. Uh-huh. With Brad Pitt. What if this is the first Brad Pitt film like I really like? What if, indeed? I don't, it's not like I dislike Brad Pitt. I've just never liked a movie of his. Not for him. Oh, I liked Fury. Yeah. yeah there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I found it. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Kennedy's also in it. Maybe he'll explain the <laughs> film to me. What is Jimmy Kennedy doing in movies in 2019? Acting. <laughs> He's a chameleon. Booksmart. Oh, Booksmart. That's a good one. Uh, directed by Olivia Wilde. I have Burn Bright on here. Brightburn. Oh, that's the one written by the Gun Brothers that's not James. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or Sean. I don't know. Elizabeth Banks has me intrigued. And of course, Late Night. That is Emma Thompson playing a late night talk show host? And she gets on a female writer named Mindy Kayleen. Oh. And then Mindy is like, what if I gave a woman's perspective into your writing and things get changed? What? Maybe it's burr, time burr, 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 burr. to let the old ways burr, burr, die. Burr, burr, burr. Yeah, yeah. John um, Lithgow's also in it. Yes, Lithgow. 
Yep, and so those are my 10 most anticipated summer releases. I like that the picture on Letterboxd for Late Night is just Emma Thompson in a suit. Yeah. Like, getting ready to, like... Possibly from an interview that she did in real life. (laughs) Like, Like, not even for this movie. And I'm like, maybe maybe she should just be a Late Night host. Like, just kick Kimmel off. Like, call this a day. So, that's my review. There you go. I have not had a chance to really look at summer. It's... I feel... Do you feel like with some of the, one of these films I might have said might just kick off Ugly Burn off of your top Ugly Burn? Five, or Ugly... <laughs> Lady Dolls. Ugly Burn. Yeah, fair. Alright, fair enough. <laughs> Number six. <laughs> I, I have to admit something. Mm-hmm. I feel sad because... We haven't talked about Steve yet. No, we're gonna get Steve. Uh, I feel sad because I haven't gone to the movies as much as I would like to recently. Like, I'm getting there at most once a week at this point, uh-huh. which I get it is a lot, people. I understand. Not but, for you. But it's not for me, and there are movies that are passing me by that I'm like, dang it, I have to watch that home now, which is fine. But then it's like, I don't know, I just feel like I'm, I, because of the amount of work that I have to do right now, I'm not getting to the theater as often as I want to. So I'm hoping to remedy this at some point in the future. Don't know when that is, but we'll see. <sighs> Life, it's just there. Kylie, this is good. I feel like we hadn't done a duck pond in a while. We so. so now let's do a penguin pond. So okay. we watch penguins. We watch penguins. Do we want to do expectations? Um, sure. Do we want to do why we're talking about penguins? You like penguins. Uh, I like penguins. You like Disney nature films? I like Disney nature films. It was your most anticipated Disney film of 2019, and I'm Probably. really glad to say that we were both disappointed by our favorite Disney films of 2019, yeah. so now we only have, like, uh, we just have far, Avengers and Star Wars left. Far it's fine. From home. <laughs> it's a Sony picture. What? It doesn't doesn't have a flare of it. I mean, sure, because it's got Tom Holland in it. Yeah. You know. What else do we have? I feel like they have something else. Uh, Toy Story Four, Aladdin. Toy Story Four, Aladdin. Lion King. Lion King. Artemis Fowl. Uh, Apparently, the second Maleficent movie's coming out this maybe year. Artemis Fowl is my favorite. Frozen Two. Frozen maybe dose. Frozen. Maybe it's Frozen maybe Two. Maybe it's Frozen Two. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. It might just be Avengers. It's probably gonna. For me, it's gonna be Avengers or maybe Star Wars. Maybe Lion King. I'm going to try to meet that movie on its own terms. Maybe. That's my goal. What? Star Wars? Yeah. Just meet it on its own terms. That's my goal. Okay. You'll be like, like, check. Yeah. Just, there's no others. Just that one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can have maybe like seven and eight. See, then I feel like I can't. Oh, okay. So you just have nine. I need to just go in. (laughs) Maybe I could just be like seven. Okay. I could be like maybe all the like everything but eight, and I might. What if you just go in with one, two, and three? As in episode, <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> I have faith that it's gonna be better than episodes one, two. Maybe what you should do is just go in with solo. Solo, I don't hate. It's kind of boring at times, but I don't hate Solo. No, but like, just go in with that and see how you leave. Okay, the end. all right, yeah. The only comparison you can make is to Solo. I'm gonna. I think what I'm gonna have to do is the only comparison I can make is to Attack of the Clones. <laughs> That's it. All right, so Josh, it's 35 minutes. We haven't talked about penguins. Yet. All right, so Disney Nature is a brand that I really like. A brand that I'm worried after this Fox merger is going away. Because they usually announce their next film in the trailer before where they're like, hey, seeing this movie in opening week helps support the Earth via our charities. They didn't do that this time. They also now own National Geographic. Wait, wait, what? Okay, sorry. Talk about your charity again. I was reading a tweet. I don't know which charity it is, but Uh like usually when they announce like opening week proceeds go to whatever Disney Earth Conservation Fund that there is. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, they announce what they're doing next, and uh-huh. they didn't do that this time. I think it's dolphins. Like, do you actually think that, or do you just want it to be dolphins? I Josh, I don't need it to be anything. I'm just saying I think it's dolphins. You, like, heard that? Yeah. Okay. Why don't you just believe me? I don't disbelieve you. I'm I was just confused. sorry. I was wrong. Oh, it's not dolphins? <laughs> dolphins is a Disney nature film that came out 2018, but probably not in America. Uh, no? What? Oh, yeah. What what are you finding over there? It's it's French. Oh okay. So they made it, they made it for the French. 
But apparently, Owen Wilson would be the English dub oh. storyteller. Not the narrator, the storyteller. There has been a couple of Disney nature films that have been released in theaters that haven't hit America. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's just another one. There it's we go. just another one. But I like Disney nature as a brand. I realize that they're not traditional documentaries. Because while I do think that there is some element of like truth about the animal, they usually try to craft some form of narrative on top of it and give it a little bit more of like these are they try to give the animals a humanistic trait to make you connect to them so i they're not traditional documentaries in the sense of like i'm going to these for information about penguins no i mean i want some of that but also like you know i'm not six i probably know most of the things okay so these uh so like bears chimpanzee monkey kingdom african cats Penguins. China. Nope, nope. I'm doing oh, sorry. the reading. I, I have a point to make. I'm sorry. I just thought you were naming them. Are all directed by Alistair uh, for Fothergill. Okay. Fothergill, um, who is a uh, nature documentarianism, <laughs> documentarian, who like has done like a lot of the planet Earth stuff. He's worked with David Attenborough, and so like he's a he. I don't. He is a real quotations deal documentarian when it comes to nature stuff. He's put out a lot of things that are very, uh, very, very good. And so, like, I don't want to just be like, I don't, I mean, that's part of the thing that I want to talk about. The Disney brand itself puts it on there, but I think that Alistair Fothergill is much more focused on capturing capturing the images of the the subjects. Yeah, and I agree and, with that. And then I think that when it goes to into the editing and things, the other things get crafted more. Well, and I would say, especially with... So, like, not... So, I don't love penguins. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that when you look at bears, chimpanzee, and monkey kingdom, which are three of his... And African cats. And African cats. Those are four of the better of the Disney nature films. Uh, I would also include like a Born in China up there as really good, but that's not his. But I mean, if you look at those four, there's something that happens in Penguins that at least based on the memory of them, and I did not sit down and rewatch all the Disney nature films. I've done that within the last couple years, but not for this one. I don't remember there being as much of the narrator, so to speak, in the other ones. Oh, so I think that it's because they learned a good portion into it all that penguins are boring. Penguin I, here I'm just going to tell you guys something. Penguins have the same Monday life mundane lives as us where they go, they walk for a while, uh-huh. like they just walk for months. Yeah. They find a spot. You might say there's a march of the penguins? Yeah. Well, yeah. they go and they find a spot, they find some rocks, they build their home and then they wait. Uh-huh. And then they have some kids. Yeah. yeah. And then they wait. Uh-huh. And then they walk back to the water to get some fish. And they walk back to feed the kids. And then they wait. Uh, and the kids grow up a little uh-huh. bit. Uh-huh. I, I, I explained this to Sylvana. I was like, penguin, the story of a penguin's lives are interesting in the, the time required for me to fill up a water bottle at a drinking fountain. So... Yes, and I think that maybe, I don't know if it was that they didn't trust their subject was going to be interesting, because frankly, I think that what the director has done here is he has created, if you just looked at the images of the film, Mm -hmm. the film is beautifully shot. There are some really, truly gorgeous shots of these penguins surviving in the wild, and these penguins living their lives and he unders like as a filmmaker and I've always thought this is true about Disney nature films um Alistair Fothergill Fothergill can frame a shot and he understands Mm -hmm. how to do it and what he's really good at doing is and I don't know how much he's involved with the editing but I think that the stories are usually pretty strong and here I don't I don't mind the life cycle of the penguin or you know like get there build a nest fish or find a mate fish regurgitate food but they were worried that over and over and over again like oh this is boring and i feel like that was their worry and so what they did is they had narrator ed helms who 
I don't hate Ed Helms on the whole. No. But I always think of him as like huh. <laughs> fair. <laughs> pretty what it pretty seems all right like, guy. It seems weird here that and I know this I don't think this is a reference that will mean much to Kylie, but it might to our listeners. It seems like they just said, hey, you played this Andy Bernard character on The Office. No worries, Josh. I totally... Well, I understand that he played a character named Andy because Sylvana went, was he on The Office? And I was like, yeah, his name might be Andy. Andy. And like, this Andy Bernard character, you're pretty good at, right? And he's like, yes. And he's like, great. Can you do as if Andy Bernard at his most annoying? Because that's his role in the show, to be annoying and kind of lovable. At his most annoying was making up his own dialogue about penguins. Because that's what this feels like. It feels like they asked this actor to just like, ooh, hey, this penguin footage is annoying. Can you, is boring. Can you just make up something about like, just kind of like hum a dung ding a dung along and make up your own dialogue. That's what it feels like. And that's what happened. I mean, I don't know. You said there's a writer on the film. I, I, there was a script writer. Yeah. Yeah. So somebody wrote these words. Yeah. Someone wrote these words down and Ed Helms went, I will oh, say okay. them. Yeah. All right. Or worse <laughs> is that he read what the writer had written and uh-huh. he was like, Ugh. and then he just made up his own stuff. I listened to an interview with him about why, like, it's just somebody was like, what drew you to the project? And he's like, I really like that Money. with the Disney nature films, that they're, they're not a typical narrative, they're not a typical documentary, there is a character-based narrative on them as well. And I was like, first off, Ed Helms. That's what? That's called a Disney animated film! Yep. <laughs> uh, first off, good documentaries are character-based. Fun fact. Uh-huh. Um, he's thinking about like a history documentary yes. where I was like, and then the French marched didn't. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if I'm trying to be honest about penguins. It's not the best Disney nature film. I don't know if I would put it at the worst because man, those ones about flamingos and butterflies are just hard to watch. Because that is, there's this weird, like, transition in Disney nature where they kind of were just about, like, these are flamingos and butterflies. And you're like, cool, cool, cool story. Like, what else? Dime mas, dime mas. Sorry, that's tell me more, but in Spanish. Oh, okay, great, perfect. And there's just, so then they transition with African cats. They really start to add this narrative element in. And... Here it just doesn't work. I actually think it the add a, the addition of the quote unquote f- human father and human mother characteristics. Yeah, the societal norms placed on this that are toxic masculine, and then it's like, hey, he yeah. did pretty all right because he did the bare minimum. Yes, they really take <laughs> away from this film. Yeah, they're because like I he's guess he's an adult and he's learning that it's hard to be an adult. Well, because I think Disney nature films in general pander to the middle of America with their values in terms of very traditional straight-laced patriarchal values. And a lot of the humanistic traits they try to put onto them are like mom, dad, child, this is their relationship. Whereas like especially in Monkey Kingdom, that doesn't make sense for that colony. And the film kind of points that out a little bit. You know, or like in Bears, the only thing they really try to do is like they put the mother-child relationship under the microscope by saying this mother is protective of her cubs, which is true. true. And but just like these penguins are protective of their offspring and yeah. so on and so forth and everything. I don't know. I felt like there could have been... Okay, I also feel in a lot of ways... So if you've seen Born in China, um, I won't spoil too much of that film, whatevs. One of the lead character animals dies throughout the course of that movie. So you get to know it, you get to figure out its journey, and then it eventually dies. And I feel like they were trying to counter-correct with this one and say, No worries! Happy penguins! 
And therefore, they kind of cut a lot of the emotional stakes out of this story. Not, I don't need a penguin to die. That's not what I'm saying. But I feel like they shied away from any of the more dangerous elements that are in the, in this world. And like when they were introducing the dangerous bird characters, they were playing like burp, 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 music underneath them. So you're like, oh, great. These are jokey villains, not... Yeah. Yeah. Also, so we're talking about Antarctica, right? Uh-huh. And, like, it's melting at an alarming rate. <laughs> yeah. And this this film doesn't even uh, nope. make a comment to it. Not at all. It's, like, it's most dangerous villain. And I was like, oh, humans. Oh, climate change? Greenhouse gases? Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> no, no. It was, like, snow or something. Yeah. It's like, oh, man. It's got a good birds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. I this film I question okay so yeah two things yeah I I always struggle with some things okay. like do I do I judge this based on the intended its appropriateness for its intended audience okay or do I judge it based on me a twenty five year old and my opinion of it I think you could probably do both yeah same. Uh, I don't think this is good for children, and I don't think it is good for a 25-year-old. I think that for children, it's very pandering towards them. Children may like this and be like, whoa, this is so cool. And maybe if, like, they like penguins, sure, show them this. It's weird. There's some weird stuff with it. And, like, when they're, like, gonna, like, reproduce, like, it's there's some weird dialogue there. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> but other than that, you know, whatever. Show this to kids. They'll laugh because the penguins fall over and don't sustain any I will neck say energy. The only like children audience that I have to judge this movie on is the four children that were in front of us in the theater. Uh-huh. Three of them sat through it pretty quietly laughing at the penguins falling down. And one of them was just too young to be at the movies. Yeah. Um, you know, and so I, at least by those four kids, your kids can get through it. It's not a long movie. It's an hour and 15 minutes. You want to show them something that talks about the struggles of penguins? Let's watch Happy Feet. Or I'm, No, penguins, I'm not even, I'm or... not even joking. I'm not no, joking. No, I know. I'm with Happy you. Feet. Happy Feet. Go, no, just Two? one. No, Happy Feet one, Josh. Okay. Mumble. Why, okay. <laughs> Why isn't it just called Happy Foot? He has two feet. Yeah, but then the sequel can be Happy Feet. And the third one is Happy Feets. It didn't. But like feats, like feats of strength. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And Robin Williams in it. He plays an Adelaide Penguin. It's a fun time. Did you say he plays Natalie Penguin? No, he plays an Adelaide Penguin. Oh, the type of penguin that's in this movie. Yeah. I was like... Mumble's a, Mumble is an emperor penguin. Uh-huh. He's a baby emperor penguin. That's what the March of the Penguins focused on. Also, there's this whole thing where he runs into some emperor penguins, and then he leaves them, and then I was like, this is so superfluous to the plot. Good job. What is your favorite movie that's involving penguins? Uh, huh. Movies about penguins. <laughs> how How much of a lead do they have to be? I mean, they they have to be in the film. Like, they have to be at least somewhat... Uh, somewhat... Tangential? No. Probably Happy Feet. Happy Feet? Yeah, yours is probably Batman Returns. Yeah, totally. I do like the penguins in Madagascar. Uh-huh. I don't like the penguins of Madagascar, but when... I also like the penguins in Madagascar. Yeah, when, that, it, when that's on, you're just like, let's get to the penguins. Yeah. <laughs> in all of the Madagascar movies. Yeah, but except for not in uh, Penguins of Madagascar. Madagascar. Have you seen the series? No. It's not terrible. No. The but, movie kind of is. But like, here's the thing, Josh. Yeah. It exists in its own universe away from all the other things yes, that no happen. Yes, no fair. So. Uh-huh. What other pe- we've got uh, Penguin and the Pebble is, a, is one that's out there. Mr. Poppin I, and the Penguins. Oh, Mr. Popper's Penguins. Weird Jim Carrey adaptation based on like a 30s book. Surf's Up! <laughs> surf's Up. And Surf's Up 2, Wave Mania. Yeah, so you Surf's Up. Uh, the only connection I have to it is that its trailer plays Welcome to Paradise. Uh-huh. And I remember just like every time I saw that, it's 2007, so I've heard that song, and I'm like, that's not really what that song's about. <laughs> it's not about like being in a wicked cool place, I don't think. Um, Oddball, never heard of that film. No. Um, uh-huh. Batman. <laughs> Batman Returns. Yeah. 
That's about... That's what I, I mean, got. then you've got March of the Penguins. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I skipped that one. Um, And then you've got... Uh, there's another Penguin documentary. Uh, that's... March of the Penguins 2? Is that a thing that's going to exist? Yeah, that's a thing that exists. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Done by the same guy. Came out in 2017. He was like, you know what I need? The Penguin King? More The penguins. Adventures of the Penguin King? Great. Can there's I... a penguin in Balto. There is a penguin in Balto. Yeah. You don't like that film. Not particularly. Though I don't think I hate it. Is that a Bluth film? Yeah. Why did we ever consider doing well, him? We should still do Bluth. You just want to do The Land Before Time. Which I'll I'll do that. I'll just do that film. But I, I'm going to make a statement, Josh. You uh-huh. have... N- I have not heard and remembered you making a positive statement about any other films. I like the Fibles. I think one of the Fibles made a list. Best sequel. Animated sequels? There was a Fibble on there, right? Maybe? No, because you rewatch it and you're oh, like, yeah. this is not as good. It's not as good as I remembered. Yeah. Did he do the first American Tale? Yes. Oh, sure. I'll watch that one, too. Great. We don't need to watch all of them just to watch those. I mean... No. But we could... I also rewatched All Dogs Go to Heaven, and it's terrifying. I know. We talked about it on the scariest scenes in children's films. Yeah. Oh, and Rockadoodle is bad. Like, I was real sad about that. Yeah, you talked about that. Yeah. How, like, that was a film you were afraid to revisit as a yeah. child. Uh, Kylie, we haven't talked about the scene of penguins yet. This might be the last penguins-related topic Play that dead? I have. No, not play dead. Was Although, my was that scene. your favorite scene? I know, because I was like, the seals are just like Charlie. If you guys stop antagonizing him, he may just leave you alone. I don't antagonize my cat. I just no, but him. like when he goes up to bite Anne, uh-huh. and like steps back and is like, Charlie, no! And oh. she keeps moving. Just yeah. don't move. That's what I do with him. Don't move. He gets bored of attacking me and yeah. he stops. Yeah, he's like a leopard seal. Yeah, there you go. Spoilers. Spoilers. For penguins. Yeah. No penguins are harmed in the making of this film. Well. well. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. I didn't realize how close the documentarians got to it. Got yeah, to very pictures. close. Um, I was pretty shocked by that. I don't know if it's because penguins, I don't like, what are they going to do? I think if I remember right on some of the other ones, they actually live in the animal community for a good two to three years. So that the footage that they're taking is actually over the course of a, of a much longer period of time uh-huh. than what they show. And part of that is... So that the animals get used to them being there. Yes. And they don't consider... Yeah. So they can still do their, their habitat. Mm-hmm. I also think that it can be a safety thing. Because when you're yeah. talking about African cats, that those can maul us. Yes. A penguin might just peck us. And be like, get away. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was just shocked how close they got. I was well, like, you I, could, like, high-five Steve from where you're at. Also, Steve had a real, like, name. Like, Steve. Yeah. And then, like, what, what was the wife's name? Like, it wasn't Adelaide, because that was... The, but it was hecka close. Yeah. Adelia. Was, Adelia. Or maybe, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. And also, they don't give the children names. They're no. like, whatevs. Yeah. Uh, the most ridiculous... The most bonkers... Bonkers is the right word. Um... I can't fight this feeling anymore. So there's there's a moment where like the penguins. Doesn't it also end with white snakes on? Yes, it does. It (laughs) does, and it opens with another similar-ish song, um, which I don't remember what that is off the top of my head. You said that this had a very surreal line for you. No, this is like (laughs) one of the most surreal moments in like all of cinema this year so far. Which may be uh, continuing through the rest of the Detective like, Pikachu is really hitting me hard. I feel verbally attacked. But, so the penguins are going to mate because they're penguins and they have to create children and that's what this is about. And in order to do this, they start showing the penguin mating call and playing I Can't Fight This Feeling Anymore to it. And then there's this weird penguin love montage. Not They don't actually show the penguins getting it on but they do score this weird montage with I can't fight this feeling anymore and Ed Helms is making some some noises some real like this penguin is attractive noises and I'm I just I sink into the moment of what is my life and what am I why are what are we here what is 
Welcome to the jungle. We got fun and games. Yes. <laughs> we got everything you want. Yes. Uh, yeah, so if what you're looking for is a love montage set to I Can't Find This Feeling Anymore about penguins, this film is for you. I did not think the Christmas of your Honor was going to do well this week. It's like mid-twenties? It's not like we've not had a horror movie in a while. We had us, and this... then we just had the other one. Pet Cemetery. Yeah. But Pet Cemetery didn't do as well as it was expected, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, because it's weird. <laughs> Sometimes dead is better. Yeah, well, John Lithgow, your best performance was when he was dead. Oh, sad day. <laughs> sad day for Johnny Lith. It's fine. You know what? Get your paycheck. This Conjuring franchise is big. People are on board. But this was not, like, advertised as a Conjuring film. Yeah, but we all know clearly that La Llorona is only in the Conjuring franchise, and that's how she's her only cultural context forever, right? I mean... You can't make that argument, because the Conjuring franchise takes place in this universe. Right. (laughs) But, like, I mean, that's how everyone knows the story of La Llorona. It's not based on any other myth or any other, you know, cultural uh, idea and story that it would be pretty insensitive to put a white lady at the front of, you know. That's not true. Not at all. What's your history with La Llorona? Uh, so in... College in Supernatural. I there is an episode. Is there <laughs> probably okay? There is an episode in where college, they kill the weeping woman. <laughs> I was part of a touring production of the show Bacone, um, and Bacone is about a little boy who loses his voice to the witch Lyderona, and it's based in Latin American. Uh, mythological storytelling and so it's a fairy tale of Latin America and so we had um, a cast and story uh, that was partial that was pretty that was like diverse between like the the white characters were played by Caucasian actors and our, our, our Latin American actors or our Latin American cast was played by people of Latinx or who were Latinx and so like it was a really nice experience there to get to know that culture and to get to understand what La Llorona actually means to that culture and how she's used and so yes she is kind of a boogeyman type figure well, but there's saying, more to her story. Saying to the culture is even kind of like I, I question that because within all of within so many different countries the origin is not quite clear as right what country and what yeah. culture starts it but in different cultures it actually has different meanings yes where one of my childhood friends they grew up with that story of it being a parable right and it was it wasn't a scary thing she wasn't going in like and I, it's not in Bacone either yeah. like it's she's just part of she's part of the tale yeah uh-huh. and so Bacone is specifically based in Mexico and uh-huh. is of Mexican descent. So that is the cultural context that I have to it. So I guess I shouldn't I shouldn't say a broader Latinx society. Mm-hmm. I should just say Mexico. Yeah, and even probably in different parts of Mexico there's also a different yeah. story of it because then there are other kids I knew growing up and the story that they had known was it was a ghost story. It was right. like a campfire tale. Yeah. And so like even just the two differences between, like, here in the Tri-Cities of having, like, the two different stories, like, it makes me, like, who? how many different versions are there out there? And I'm glad we went with the uh, spooky version made by white people. I mean, that's my issue. Whether Whatever version that you go about with this movie, like... It's going to mean something different to... It's going to mean something different depending on what director you bring to the table. Yeah, I was saying that like you maybe could have found a better production team. That's that's all I would. Especially like it just seems. Anyway, it just seems too obvious. What? How was La Llorona in the Conjuring universe? I don't remember where she is. I don't know. I didn't see it. Oh, okay. <laughs> No, but, like, much in the way that, like, Annabelle and, and the, the nun, nun I don't and... think she's been brought up. Oh, okay. I think that's why that's why there's no context to it being a Conjuring film. Oh, somebody... I, maybe I'm wrong, but I somebody mentioned that it was part of the Conjuring it universe. It was me. Oh, okay. Because Wikipedia says it is. Oh, okay. Let's see if Box Office 
says it is. Box office does not. Okay. However, because it is produced by one James Wan, uh-huh. maybe everyone is like, it's a Conjuring film. So maybe it doesn't have anything to do with Conjuring, but yeah, I still think that... Is the curse of La... <laughs> no, I don't know if I want to know if it's in Spanish. It's not. Yorona <laughs> in the Conjuring universe. <laughs> Uh, yes. <laughs> Great. According to Cinema Blend, CBR, Screen Rant. Okay. So we just don't know how. Yeah, I don't. Uh, the Crystal Laurona scares me. I won't watch it. Okay. Everyone, that has been our thoughts. On penguins. Yeah, I don't want to drown. Yeah. Um, I'm not a child anymore. She might not come after me. Yeah, you won't. It's <laughs> fine. Um, and penguins is fine. It's not it's not the most enjoyable film in the world, but also it's not the worst film in the world. You <laughs> praised me on my penguins ranking, so Yeah, it's right behind Dumbo like me. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad that I picked the best better. Yeah. <laughs> you picked what better? I picked the better Disney film of the year. Great, yeah. Should we just rank twenty nineteen Disney films? I think I just picked the longer one. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's Penguin's advantage. It's an hour and 15. Hard out. Like, get out of there. <laughs> when that movie started at 8, we were done by 9.30. Like, yeah. good times. Well, everyone. Alright, friends. We are we are not in our home studio. Do you we think are... I can find a game? You think, here, give me like... Well, I had, a, I had a game, but I just didn't know if we were over time. No, I don't have one. I wanted to play one, but you need to do some research. Okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get it. I'm going to okay. get it. Yeah, we're going... The game is going to be... I'm going on to its box office mojo. And can can I see if I can guess the ranking of... Documentary nature films. Oh. Yes, you may do can that. Can I do Disney nature films? I actually know those films. Okay. So if you just like number one block and I just say no until you get it? Sure. Okay. Start at the bottom. Oh my gosh, there's so many! There's like... There's 30 state on this list, there's Josh. There's not 38 Disney nature films. Oh, wait, no. Sorry, I hit documentary nature again. Okay. Okay, there's eight. <laughs> yeah, I was like, there's eight. Okay, Josh, start from the bottom. Now we here. Oh, okay. Um, What do I think is the least? Okay, well, Penguins, because it just came out. Great. Okay, and then I'm going to say uh, the Butterflies one. Flight of the Wings? Not on this list. Not on... Okay. Uh, Crimson... Wing or whatever it's called? Not on this list. Oh, great. Okay. I'm telling you, there's not a butterfly one on this no, list. No, Crimson Wing is the flamingo one. Oh, okay. Not on this list. Yeah, there, one's called Crimson Wing, I think, and the other one's called Flight of the Wings or something. Might not be. It might be Disney Nature now, but back in the day, it might okay. not be called that. Um, Oceans. Number. Uh, are we, you're guessing number seven. Seven. Yeah. Oceans. No. Okay. Um, is it. Is it. Um, oh, man. What is the what is the other one? Earth? There's no. Earth? No. Is Earth on there? Yeah, Earth is on here. Okay. But it's not number seven. Um, can you I don't know how you can hint at these. Okay, well it's not African cats, because that one was a big deal. It's not is it bears? Was bears bad? No. Did it, okay. Um think, Monkey Kingdom? No, that one did well. I'm pretty sure um, this answer is gonna make you go sad and go, What? Is it born in China? Yeah. Oh, okay, fair enough. But what? Like, I mean, come on now. Okay, so then we're up to six. Yeah. Okay, so we've got penguins, born in China, and then we're gonna go. We're gonna go oceans. No. Dang it. Earth. No. I think these old ones did not do well. Okay, is it bears? No. Is it is it Monkey Kingdom? No. Is it African cats? Yep. Oh dang, African cats. Yeah. When you said this did well, I was Whoa. like, I was like, okay. okay. Okay, I think I know what one is, so it's fine. Okay. All right. Uh, so we're at five. Yeah. Okay. Is it is it oceans? No. Is it earth? No. Take it. Is it bears? No. Is it is it um is it monkey kingdom? Yep. Oh okay. Whew, bears is getting up there. Number four. Okay, we're at four. Yeah. Is bears? Yes. <laughs> okay. Number three. Is it oceans? Yes. Oh okay. Is Number it, two. Is earth? No. Oh chimpanzee? Yep. Earth is one? Uh-huh. What is what is this world? How much did Earth make? Thirty-two. Man. Uh, domestic worldwide, one hundred and eight thousand million. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> sure did. Got me on that one. Ah, <laughs> great. There you go. I didn't know that Earth and Oceans was also Disney Nature. Those are also by Alistair yes. Fogg. Yeah. Fogg. 
Fothorn Leghorn. Fothamur? Fothergill. Al, good old Al. Good old Alistair. Yeah. Alistair's the easy part. Yeah, I know, yeah, you're it's right. It's the name of a demon. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. Alistair. It's connect. No, I. Alistair was last brought up in Paradise Lost. Oh, great. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. That's why that name's so familiar. Who is he in Paradise Lost? He's not in it, but he's a person referenced in witchcraft. Oh, yeah, because so, he spells his name. Raleigh? Alistair Cronley? Yeah, something. Yeah, yep. You're right, yeah. Yep, and that's damn evidence. <laughs> is it? The smoking gun. Is it really? Yeah, <laughs> they threw it down. Uh, this gun's hot. <laughs> he scribbled his name in a notebook. He must have done it. It was only his friend, his, and this guy. Hey friends, if you want to know why we're talking about Paradise Lost, stay tuned for our next episode. You can do so. You can find this episode and other episodes at friendofafriendpodcast.squarespace.com. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. Leave us a five-star review or any star review, as well as hit that subscribe button. Make the sound of a penguin. Here I go again on my own. No! Get out of here, Steve! Go away! Steve sucks. We didn't talk about how lost Steve gets and how much he sucks. Steve is trying to be a good penguin, okay? I understand why they pick Steve as the protagonist. Yeah, but they do not give uh, Adelaide enough No, she's just a baby mama. Yeah. And it's sad. She did so much. I mean, I agree with you. Like, it's got really terrible patriarchal views. Yeah. Yeah. You can also find us on Twitter at DWT underscore podcast. YouTube. Ducks Watch Together. Tumblers. Ducks Watch Together. Letterboxd. Darby ACT and Kelly Gallagher. Thank you so much for listening. I've been Josh. I'm Kylie. Quack, 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 quack.